Hi, I'm John Marr, and I'm here today with Brett Rajensky, General Manager of NETR Inc., a heating and cooling company in Massachusetts with a focus on Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling products. Today we're talking about integrating solar power with your heat pumps. Welcome, Brett. Thanks, John. I appreciate you having me. Sure. And our special guest today is Brian Sadler, Vice President at Solaris Renewables, a solar company in Massachusetts providing premium solar and storage technologies with exceptional customer service and designing, installing, and servicing solar systems in Massachusetts, southern New Hampshire, and Maine. Welcome, Brian. Hi, John. Hi, Brett. Nice to, uh, nice to see you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks. So, Brian, uh, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about solar power and you know how that works and what, kind of what the latest advances in the technology are? Sure. Um, solar is, you know, the, the technology is very similar to the same thing we put into space in the 1950s. Obviously, the applications have changed, right? We're not putting on a satellite and shooting into space. Now we're trying to apply the same technology to residences and and businesses as well. So. The panels themselves have, you know, come a long way in terms of aesthetics, but really the base technology of the cells themselves are very similar. They have been advances in, in the efficiencies and output, which is huge. But basically, the, the, the basics of how it works is we put panels either on folks' uh, roofs, be it uh, shingled, any type of roof we're able to have an application for. And otherwise, in your property, you can do a ground mount or a tracking system as well. And that is obviously a sun collector. It's really, in simple terms, takes the sunlight or photons of sun and turns it into an electrical current. That current travels through a wire to an inverter where that is inverted to from DC or direct current to AC or alternating current, which is what our homes and businesses use. And the inverter is the electronics and kind of the brains of the operation. And there's different types and applications, but essentially the efficiency of the inverters at this point are, you know, 98, 99% of that uh, electricity that's being collected, that's being passed through our homes and businesses. And then that electricity would travel right through our main service panel to satisfy the demand that the home or business is calling for. And then if there's any additional power, that power actually travels through a a new meter that is a bi-directional meter so or called a net meter that's able to spin backwards in theory. A lot of them are digital now. I usually do the, my rotating finger that it spins forward and backwards, but you know everything's mostly digital at this point. But nevertheless, it decreases that demand that we're having on our billing cycle from the utility. And then um, if we overproduce for a given month on our billing cycle, we would actually be able to eliminate our electrical bill and also be able to even get credits if we overproduce enough on a given month. Those credits then apply to future months. And that's how we get electricity savings and are able to offset our electric bills, our usage throughout uh, a year in some cases. You know, a lot of it depends on the factors of the site conditions and, and the load itself. But, you know, we have a lot of customers that can only do 50% of their need and a lot of customers that can do 120% or more and plan for the future. Things like, you know, heat pumps and EVs and, you know, potential growth to their, to actual, their home itself. So that's kind of in a nutshell how solar works. Okay. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about how solar panels get installed. Well, we want to make this a turnkey process for all of our customers and, and we take all of the the process out of the customer's hands. We want to make this as simple and easy as possible and make sure our customers have a great experience. So really it comes down to, 
you know, collecting some, some basic paperwork with the customer. Then we do all the design, engineering, gathering uh, of information and, and processing that for the utility applications, the permitting as well. And then when we get everything uh, ready, you know, we are able to then come and install in a, in a few short days. Typically, we basically have you know mounts that are going to be attached to the the home's structure. So we go on the roof, and again, different applications depending on the roof type. And then on top of those mounts that are sealed, watertight mounts uh, to protect, obviously, not only the investment. Uh, that the homeowner made for going solar, but also their property as well. We, we take that really seriously. You know, we offer a 20-year no-leak guarantee. We've we've never had a roof leak, although we get calls on that every month and we have to go diagnose that And because we were the last ones up there, generally speaking. But, you know, that that also, that technology in itself has changed a lot over the years and um, is really tried and true at this point. But then rails go on top of those mounts that support the solar system, the the, uh, the panels are affixed to those rails with clamps that keep the, the panels in place and obviously able to expand and contract with, with weather variations and such, especially here in, in New England. We need to have robust systems that are able to handle, you know, 140 degrees on the roof in the summer and zero in the winter and uh, the wind and snow and, and all the weather that we get. So then we, you know, also running a, a roof box with the wiring and we, we often take a lot of pride in, in bringing that wiring as much into the attic spaces and out more discreetly along the homes than, than other installers may. But um, that's something that we take really serious as well as the aesthetics of the system. And that's important to our customers. And then it, we put the inverter either in the basement, garage, or if need be on the exterior of the home. And that's where the kind of, like I said, the brains of the operation where the wires connect and that gives um, the functionality of the system as well as monitoring. So this, the, the homeowner, uh, or business can see exactly what the system's doing, what their home is using, consuming at that time, and that relationship between the the solar system, the grid, and their home. And we typically the you know the actual installation, the boots on the roof, so to speak, is you know for uh, two to three days for the average size system, which is for us is about ten kilowatt. It's good size system, smaller system maybe a day or two. Larger systems may be longer if we're adding in other peripherals, smart panels, batteries, things like that. More complex electrical work, we can end up with, with some additional time. But even a large project is installed inside of a, a business week. I think that's really amazing that you guys are able to do all of that in, in that time frame, you know, and, you know, because I, as you said, you kind of touch all the parts of construction there, right? You know, you're making sure that, that the roof is sound. You're, of course, you're doing, you know, the, the, the solar system as well as, you know, no small amount of electrical on top of it all. That's really amazing. Yeah, it, it, it can be a, it can be a heavy lift on the electrical side, you know, more and more every year we have more code, more regulations with the utility and such and more things to look out for other peripheral items as technology evolves. And we see the you know, the general movement of electrifying folks homes. So there's more peripherals that are added and things like that. But yeah, we have to have a team of specialists that are kind of quote unquote roof guys and the other electricians that really specialize in what they do. And I think one of the things that we, we think about is specialization, right? So we don't just buy whatever the cheapest flavor of the month is for panels or equipment. And we kind of stick with our partners and what's tried and true. And our guys specialize in that. And that really allows us to, to handle a large scope of work in a, in a reasonable amount of time. Sounds like you have a great process. So We're doing our best. 
<laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds actually very similar, Brett, to you know, to to your process at NETR with with uh, installing you know heat pumps and uh, air conditioning, ductless air conditioning systems. In most cases, I think you're able to install a whole system in a house, you know, in in two or three days as as well. Why don't you talk just a little bit about you know uh, ductless systems and how you see those uh, working in a house and how it might fit, how solar might fit in with you know helping to power those ductless systems. Sure, absolutely. And and you're absolutely right. I mean, we have very similar general processes in that you have uh, specialization, as Brian said. So we have, you know, we have HVAC technicians who are specially trained in installing ductless and they're coming into into the home and of course they have to have a fair amount of construction knowledge on on you know so that they're doing their penetrations properly and sealing them and all those great things and then of course you have the electrical side because there's depending on the the scope of work there's a fair amount of of electrical being done as well from as simple as putting in a disconnect uh, to as complex as, you know, we work with people who, who need to upgrade their home's whole service from maybe 100 amps to 200 amps and, you know, which basically involves all new work from the pole down through the house down to the, you know, down to your, your electrical panel. So um, we definitely have some specialization there as well. So we can be efficient in the home. And you're right, the average install for us is two to three days, but more and more were as people are looking to mini splits to heat and cool their home full time, uh, we're moving to more and more whole home applications, which are are quite frankly, just larger systems. You have to be able to heat and cool the entire home. And, and some of those can take as long as uh, a week even for us to do with full crews on site. So it's, it depends on the scope of work. And I really think that solar, you know, and mini splits, ductless, are really a great combination because, you know, the great benefit of mini splits of ductless systems is the elimination of fossil fuels and decarbonization. Okay, and then there's a lot of incentivization out there too from mass save, incentivization from you know from the uh, you know the Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA. But it's an electric heating and cooling system, right? And what are we doing with solar? We are now self-generating without without having to go to the grid. Some or in par- perhaps in certain cases, all of that electricity that is now going to be used to heat and cool your home that used to be natural gas or, or oil or propane or, or what have you. So I really think that there's tremendous synergies between the two, not only for a homeowner's energy independence, but for decarbonization and, and clean heat. The other thing is as well is, and it's come up a lot in the last year or so, is uh, indoor air quality. So the beauty with with electric heat and cool, which which mini splits are, is there's no chance you know of any sort of exhaust or, or byproducts from natural gas etc entering the home. It's you know there's coolant being pushed to and from things in sealed lines, and there's no you know there's no ability for any sort of um, poor ventilation to to cause an issue. So it actually helps with the indoor air quality as well compared to natural gas or propane or, or oil. I haven't heard of any uh, heat pumps blowing up either of late. You're you're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, no, there's yeah, no no heat pump explosions, you know. So no, exactly that. So I, I really think there's a tremendous synergy between the two technologies for better comfort, for better, you know, health and safety in the home, uh, as well as taking advantage of of you know decarbonization and, and all those other things. So yeah. 
Do you find the same thing with your customers, Brian, that, uh, you know, a lot of them are really looking to make their house uh, greener and reduce their carbon footprint? And, you know, maybe, maybe you could give your perspective on how uh, you feel that solar panels and heat pumps can, can work together to achieve those goals. Yeah, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more with Brett that there's a, a tremendous synergy uh, between the two. And I, we find that a lot of our customers that are going solar either are doing it you know, for environmental reasons, there's always the underlying piece of savings, right, with solar because there's a, there's a bottom line there. But a lot of folks are willing to break about even or pay a little bit more if there's savings in the future, especially mm-hmm. if it's if they're planning on you know a heat pump project that that the solar is going to help you know cover the cost there. You know, adding an EV, which has been more and more common, right? So we're adding a lot of EV chargers. So I, I feel like absolutely a tremendous synergy uh, between the two. And um, we get a lot of questions about them. So that's great to have a, a resource like Brett and NETR to be able to, to share uh, our customers in, in, to ask those questions and, and learn more about how heat pump technology works. I think another thing is that heat pumps and ductless are, are tremendously flexible, right? So we, we just had a project at our house, a whole home uh, heat pump system put in by NETR, which was a tremendous experience. And we found like we, we didn't have a lot of choices. I live in a slab ranch. We have no basement. Even if we wanted to put an air handle in, it would have to go in the attic and it would be a really difficult working environment for any contractor being up there. And I wasn't that excited about, you know, having duct work and all that stuff in the attic that's already unworkable anyways. Mm-hmm. And so the heat pumps was always the solution that we've been looking at as we want to get rid of our oil fired boiler and that big oil tank is for one, it's, it's dirty. All right. It backdrafts into our, our garage. It's oil is, is on the floor and you know, it's, it leaks and, and it smells in there. And, uh, and for us, it's a place where we need to not live at this time, but it's storage, right? I have a wood shop in there and I'm able to get rid of that and reclaim that space for one. I'm going to, we're going to put a battery in where the oil tank is and getting a couple batteries there. And then we can move the washer and dryer so we have more space there. So for us, it was an absolute no-brainer to give us, you know, a lot more space, functionality of the home, cleaner indoor air quality, right? We lower our carbon footprint and we're replacing uh, a significant energy cost in oil, right, with a technology with the heat pumps that we can also control with our solar system, right? And we're getting a tremendous offset in cost and functionality. And, you know, we can, we can control the comfort of our home a lot more exacting, but, you know, through the, the individual heads as well as an app that comes with it. So for us, we're like, we're thrilled about it. Right. And it's a, it's an awesome solution. I know, you know, the heat pumps have multiple, you know, all kinds of different applications. Some people just, you know, want to stick with something that they have and, and, and supplement to maybe an addition that they got or to a basement finishing and things like this. And then absolutely, you know, you're going to be replacing in some cases some a cost, right? And then, but your electric is going to go up, but you're also not paying oil or gas and whatnot with that cost. And then solar is really the only thing you can do to control any of those energy costs, right? You, there's no, unless you get a, unless you have a refinery or, a, you know, something in your backyard that's uh, <laughs> harvesting fossil fuels, which is not much of here in, in, uh, in the Northeast. So it really 
it's, it's really a no brainer that the two technologies work together and, and that, you know, our customers are really looking to navigate that. And I know a lot of customers at NATR and, and, and all over the region want to understand like, what does, what, what do heat pumps and, and ductless mean for me? And what does solar do for that solution? It's really a path in my mind towards, you know, energy independence, not just, you know, on an individual level, you know, so, yeah, so I really think that's important. I think that's one of the huge things that like, you know, the control, right? So we, you know, we're able to control our, our energy, you know, creation and usage and, and be able to view that and learn from it, right? From our solar system and from our heat pump system, we can really get a good understanding of what, what does it mean to keep our house at 72? What does it mean to keep it at 67, you know? Sure. And like, how does that work for us? And, and we can really make uh, informed decisions on, on how to control the, the climate of our house and, uh, and our, you know, our energy demand. Brett mentioned, uh, you know, incentives like mass save rebates and things like that for installing, you know, heat pump systems. Brian, are there similar sorts of, uh, you know, tax incentives and other other types of incentives for people to install solar systems? Absolutely. So that, and that's one of the a large driver uh, in soft landings for folks that want to investigate the technology when when solar, you know, prior to the tax credit coming out, I believe it was 2005, you know, but prior to that, you know, solar was really just a, a you know an infant emerging technology in these applications that we're using now and just a short time later we're talking you know 18 years later here you know it's it's a huge industry whereas it was super expensive niche industry at that time the tax credit really helped to accelerate that by in investment into the industry and more widespread adoption so there's a 30 percent uh, federal tax credit for the gross cost of the system and the state also has a 15% tax credit, although that is now capped at $1,000. So both of those, you know, cover almost a third of the cost uh, of the system itself. So it's massive, right? I'd say it's, it's, a, it's a huge piece of being able to go solar. And then there are other local incentives. You know, we have 41 municipal light plants here in Massachusetts that are their own utilities, towns and municipalities that, that have their own utility. And some of those offer, there was a coalesce rebate program that's kind of disintegrated now. And each of the individual municipal light plants have taken on their take on their solar program. And so there's, they have rebates. And then there's always a income program uh, in the state. So there used to be a massive rebate and kind of transition to a performance based, based incentives, which was, you know, has declined over time, but it was, it was lucrative. And then now we've transitioned from a new program called SMART. And then now we're on to back full circle to RECs, renewable energy credits, which have been around really since the 80s and have a variety of applications, solar being one of them, where you it's another performance-based incentive. So you essentially earn a, for every kilowatt hour that you produce, there's a cash value that you can earn and get paid on a quarterly basis of cash payments, even directly deposited in your bank account. So there, all of these pieces kind of fit together. Uh, to have a, a a huge offset in the investment in solar. There's also, uh, I think, um, there's a lot of um, financial options that help with this investment as well. 
Yeah, and the um, one of the things that I see all the time is these ads for uh, for free solar. You know, uh, hey, no, you know, no money down. Mm. You don't even have to pay for it, and you can get uh, solar panels installed on your house. Tell us a little bit about what that is. It, you know, it sounds like too good to be true. And um, you know, what is it that you recommend? And 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 if you don't recommend that, are there other ways to finance uh, solar panels on your house? Yes, absolutely. We we hear a lot about the free solar. So you see it all over social media, right? The governor and, and uh, the state is going to pay for you to have solar and give you a free system. And then a lot of kind of the, the large national companies are talking about a free installation. And so we do have people call us all the time and, and they want to inquire and learn more about it. And then they really like, oh, it's do you guys do the free solar? Then, you know, my response is generally, Sure, we do the free solar that you pay for for the next 20 or 30 years because yeah. that's kind of <laughs> what that program is. We have offered a, a what's called a third-party ownership. It's a lease or a, what's called a PPA or power purchase agreement. We have had those in the past and very low volume of our customers have taken advantage of it. I would say there is a fit for it and it does have an application, but you know, historic right now, 100%, and historically, well over 95% of our customers own the system. And that way, if you own the system, you are taking all the incentives. If you are allowing uh, a third party to own the system, they are taking all of the incentives. So we do recommend, you know, owning the system. And th- the financing has come to, you know, mature to such a place where. It's an absolute no-brainer to do so. You're going to pay less money for less time. you know. And then a lot of customers have access to their own financing. So be it cash on hand, uh, HELOC, uh, or whatever their, that mechanism is that they want to pay for it on their own and get to secure their own financing. And then essentially to us, that is, you know, it's just a check, right? So, but there's, a, you know, a large market in our industry just around financing. And it has some really great mechanisms that work with the incentives. So there's tax credit treatments and there's rebate treatments. So if you're in a, a particular area that can take advantage of rebates, they'll actually include that in the loan as well. So that you're basically become a pass through for tax credits and rebates and such to, again, keep that cost of going solar down. And I would say in all cases, if your site is viable and and we would recommend solar for the homeowner or the business, you're going to pay less than you do today. So that's when a lot of folks that I know ask, um, you know, like this isn't free. Like, no, you know, like there's a cost associated with it, but it's going to uh, be less than what you're doing now. And you're able to fix your costs, right? That's a huge piece because the utility rates are constantly rising. And this is an opportunity to generate your own power, offset that, you know, that large utility bill and and fix that cost uh, for the time being, for, for the time to come be- until either that loan is paid off or you've recouped all of your investment through a cash investment through all the incentives and the energy savings because the energy savings is a, is a huge huge part of it, right? So if you're getting 30% plus $1,000 in tax credits, there's a third of the cost of the system. Now you have a revenue stream that's coming to you you know, quarterly, and we look at it annually and monthly so we can wrap our heads around it, and that offsets your monthly payment further. And then you look at your energy savings you're offsetting, and now we're talking about being cash flow positive right away. You know, So it's a, it's, it, there are some great incentives. There are some great finance mechanisms out there that make solar accessible for everyone, and it makes it an absolute no-brainer if your site is viable. And 
we'll tell homeowners, you know, we don't recommend solar for you because you have too many trees or, you know, your roof is really tough. Like this, these are the limitations and we'll educate homeowners and try to help them find solutions. Or if they have no tax liability, one of those third party uh, ownership programs is great because they can't realize the tax credit. So, hey, let's let's save money on our electric bill. We don't offer those programs at this time, but we'll let them know that, hey, the best program for you would be that, you know. So, you know, we try to, you know, education is a big piece of the process for us. And, you know, being a local company and entrenched here in in New England, we want to make sure that, you know, we understand the ins and outs of the landscape here locally and that we're giving customers a really, you know, uh, transparent and, and educational view of how solar works. Yeah, absolutely. That's a really great way to be people's partner. And and to your point, you know, if 95% of your customers are, you know, choosing to go to go down that road of ownership, that means it's financially viable. I think a lot of people think about that free solar because there's a lot of advertising behind it by some, you know, large companies. But, you know, I'm an old New Englander, too. And it's, you know, is anything ever really free? Um, <laughs> you, you know, so, so um, you know, that's, that's really great. And like you say, the proof out is that you have so many customers going down that road. That means that it is financially viable and a better option for them. So we do have a lot of customers that come to us saying that, you know, I was looking at solar and I, and I, and I met someone with, you know, the free installation and and so on talking about that program. And they kind of said, you know, my, the, the, the stink meter went up a little bit and they said, something's Mm -hmm. not right here. And, um, when we show them how this works and we try to make it in really simple bite-sized pieces, because there are some, you know, new concepts, right? Tax credits being applied, your meter spinning backwards, this thing making uh, cash payments. Like folks always ask, well, this, you know, what's the catch? Like this seems too good to be true. Like what, what am I missing? And like, no, you're not missing that. This is how it works. You know, Massachusetts uh, in particular has been a leader for over eight years in, in the incentives um, nationally. So it, you know, because we don't have any fossil fuels here, in New England, and we generate our power mostly in Massachusetts from natural gas, and there's limited generation. So we don't have any energy independence. Everything is brought in from out of state. And the only way for us to really gain any energy independence and security is through renewables. And solar is the most mature and applicable technology to, to use in, you know, in all kinds of, you know, rooftop on the ground, right? You see those on the side of the highway, the, the big fields, things like that. And, you know, we want to have smart land land use and, and building use. But um, I think that, you know, that's helped to help folks be, you know, be educated and, and understand how solar works for them. Absolutely. Uh, Brian, my final question is just that uh, you mentioned uh, batteries and installing batteries uh, in your garage. Uh, you know, has battery technology now advanced to the point where you can integrate uh, battery systems with uh, solar panels? And, and how does that work? Absolutely. There's been a huge uh, uptick in the companies doing batteries. And it's absolutely become a lot more mature of um, of a technology as well. We've been a Tesla certified installer uh, for their Tesla Powerwall product since 2016. Uh, we were one of the first in the state, and um, it's a tried and true product. It's it's a leader, right? It's um it's a uh, it's a really really advanced uh, product, and it allows you it grows, right? So that what's cool about that product is that. 
as features and, you know, on the app or the actual hardware and the firmware itself, um, they come out with new things and the battery system will do more. Um, so these are, these are products that, that connect right to your home electrical service and allow you to have backup in an outage, leverage the battery at night or on cloudy days if your solar system's not covering it. So there's a variety of applications. But I would say, you know, most often, folks are looking for a battery because of outages and to have some security and have their creature comforts when there is an outage. And it could be a short outage, right? And it, what's great about um, the battery uh, product is it, it picks right up. You don't, you don't know that you're on the battery and, except for the app tells you, right? You don't see the lights flicker. You don't see things fall off. So it's, it's really, really uh you know advanced technology integrated with an automatic transfer switch and electronic controls that you have visibility over of that works with your electrical system and conversely works with your solar system as well right so the solar system is charging the battery if you've used some of it the prior day the next day your solar system's charging it up and leaving you for you know full capacity for if there is an outage or a nor'easter coming in or a hurricane things like this and actually the app is hooked into NOAA. So if there is a weather event coming, it will go, it will override all your settings, go all hands on deck, charge the battery up and make sure that you're ready for any type of weather event. We also use a solar edge battery, which is the inverter company that we partner with. Again, like that's a DC coupled battery and Tesla is an AC coupled. And I don't expect everyone to, to know what that means, but there's, it's two different types of applications and it allows us to cover all homeowners' needs at the end of the day. So it allows us to do retrofits to existing solar systems, install new solar systems with either battery. Um, and it really comes down to the kind of the application at the home and being able to custom tailor a, a solution from either one of those systems. And they both have, you know, they work in similar fashion. I always talk about batteries being, you know, electric solar power generator, right? It's not designed to give you any savings. It's designed to give you security, backup and an outage. And then you can, there's a, there's a minute level of savings by cycling your battery through that you're not net metering, meaning getting electric, electric savings, because there's a slight reduction in those credits you get from the utility, but it's pennies, right? So you could say I'm saving, you know, a couple pennies here and there by using my battery, but it's, it's minute and, and um, really the batteries are more of a, of a security and, and um, creature comfort um, solution. But we do have a lot of customers that lose power often. We have other companies that are more thinking about future proofing, right? And that they want to like, hey, I just want to, you know, have, I like the technology. I got a solar system. I want to have a, I want to have a, uh, I'm thinking about a generator, but I, you know, I want to, I'd rather use the battery. So that's a great application in that case. We also have customers that have both. So the batteries do have some limitations, right? There's a finite capacity to them. One thing that's really cool about the battery systems is that it actually, it shuts you off of the grid. So it enables you to, in theory, be a perpetually operating home by using your battery at night and using your solar and charging the batteries during the day, provided there's ample sunlight to do that. But we have customers that have both, right? Because the batteries, maybe they can't charge all the way up and we have to design it for the fail stop of of not getting any solar. And so a lot of customers, you know, large properties and want to make sure they have all the bases covered. We have solar and the battery system. 
in an outage, the battery system picks up right away. And as it works through and we let it drain and it comes to a certain reserve point that the homeowner can set, once it hits that point, boom, it kicks over to the generator. We install another ATS automatic transfer switch that is going to trigger the generator and whole home generator to pick up. And now they have their, their whole home on the generator. And then in the, in the morning when the sun comes back up, they can lower their reserve level, turn the battery back on, turn solar back on. They're able to power their home and, and recharge the battery with solar and shuts the generator off. And then they come full circle so they can, in theory, continue to operate. That's a, that's really interesting that you guys are able to do that because, you know, for I think for most people, the battery probably covers their need. You know, they go through occasional short outages, you know, a few hours maybe. And, you know, they, they want to cover their critical infrastructure. Hey, I want to I want to have heat. I want to make sure my refrigerator and my freezer are running, you know, and some other appropriate lighting and that sort of thing. But, you know, maybe uh, especially someone in a more rural area where they may be a little more prone to extended outages, you know, that battery acts as that shock absorber, you know, so to say for a lot for most of the time. But, you know, if if you are in that area that can experience extended outages, that's amazing that you guys can then you know, trigger a generator to, to cover those night hours or whatever, and then let the battery recharge itself during the day as well. So that's, that's fabulous. We, we kind of pushed, uh, that that's pretty advanced stuff. We did it early on and, and some of our partners thought we were crazy and that it wouldn't work. And we, <laughs> we sorted it out. Uh, you know, our, our mass electrician and engineers really delved deep and, and found ways to make this work. It becomes really, really cool and being on the forefront of that type of application, right? And being able to take all different types of systems and integrate them and give the customer really what they're looking for. Some customers, like like you said, out in more rural areas and they want a real fail stop. They're like, I want to make sure that, you know, if the whole grid goes down, I, I need that. I want to have power. I want to have, you know, duplicity in, in my systems and make sure that I'm covered and things like that. So yeah. it, those projects are fun to work on. Yeah, well, they are. And, and and for some people, like you say, especially maybe more typically in rural areas, you know, that that can even be like a, a life safety situation where they can't have they can't have failure maybe due to medical needs or, or what have you. So amazing. Absolutely. Brett, any final thoughts, uh, you know, for us here as you hear all of this uh, information about uh, solar panels and as you're thinking about how those integrate with uh, with with heat pumps and, and, and ductless technology? Any final thoughts? No, I, I mean, honestly, my final thoughts are that that it's really, you know, there's great synergies between the two. You know, there's there's lots of great reasons to go solar and there's lots of great reasons to use mini splits, to use heat pumps, uh, ductless systems. And it's really amazing how how um, they're really both working towards that same goal. And it's really it's easy to kind of integrate these things to to you know you're taking one and one and you're getting a little more than two out of it. You know, <laughs> so yeah, I really think that that's super. I think the folks who are looking at heat pumps who you know should really consider those solar options um, to be able to offset you know, some costs, as as Brian was saying, but also you start involving batteries and stuff and, and being able to to really, you know, future-proof their home. So, Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, uh, Brian Sadler from Solaris Renewables, thanks again for uh, joining us today. And how can people uh, learn more about Solaris Renewables? You can check us out at solarisrenewables.com and check out us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn as well. 
All right. And as always, Brett, thanks again for speaking with me as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot, Don and Brett. And for more information, you can visit the NETR website at netrinc.com or call 781-933-NETR. That's 781-933-6387. Thank you.